Hello, and welcome to How to Beat Your Kids at Board Games. The episode you're about to hear is the first of our Family Game Night series, where we get together over Zoom with some of our close family and friends to talk gameplay. This was our first go at it, so if the Zoom's sound quality presents any issue, we encourage you to check out one of our other episodes. However, definitely come back and listen to this episode when you have less noise around you. We always have a blast recording Family Game Night, and we know you'll love hearing it. Better yet, head to our YouTube channel, where you can find all our Family Game Night episodes, complete with video. Alright, now that that's squared away, let's get to the main event. Hello, and welcome to another episode of How to Beat Your Kids at Board Games. Uh, I'm John. I'm Dan. And uh, today we have a very, very special episode for you people. Um, you may have seen that there was uh, very little buildup for this episode. <laughs> um, in fact, we're recording it and we haven't even told anyone it was going to happen. That's because this is a special, special episode. It's called Family Game Night. Okay. And um, it can also be called How to Beat Your Kids at Board Games After Dark. Um, as you'll see, we are tackling a, a game today called Cards Against Humanity. Uh, it is perhaps something you wouldn't play with uh, your young kids, but you would definitely play with your adult kids. So, um, uh, and we are joined today by a few very special guests. Um, Dan, do you wanna, you wanna uh, introduce our guests? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it might even be better to have them introduce themselves. Uh, so uh, we're gonna go around and we're gonna give our name or appellation our relation, our location, and our occupation. Oh, All right, so let's, <laughs> let's, let's start here with my wife, Taylor. That's out of the bag there. Hi, my name is Taylor. Uh, I am Daniel's wife. And occupation, I am a systems engineer for North of Grumman. Oh, location? Mm -hmm. I am in La Jolla, California. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know. I'm in my apartment in California. My exact address is... <laughs> Perfect. All righty. Suze, would you take, it, take us away next? Yeah. So my name is Suze. I am the only sister of Daniel and Jono and the other male on this call who will introduce himself later, but I don't want to take that away from him. And I am in Palm Valley, California, at my mom's house. Also, Jono and Dan's mom's house. And I am a... And also this, this third party that you've mentioned, too. The third, right? the third party. Their mom as well? Yeah, yeah okay. same mom. And then um, I... Location? No, I did location. My occupation is question mark i am going to be starting a new job for the cdc right now i'm in quarantine before that so currently uh i'm a netflix watcher i guess did i miss Beautiful. anything else? cool <laughs> what you've been watching lately Suze? Uh, a lot of great british baking show okay a lot okay. of good, that good show yeah, good stuff do you um do you watch it for the for the pastries or for the people? Uh, for the people. Yeah, be honest. For the people. Okay. I'm a people okay. person. Good. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> All righty, and our last guest, take it away. Hi, my name's Brett. I'm the quote-unquote other brother um, who uh, doesn't play as many board games. However, I have played this particular one. I am a graduate student in chemistry up at uh, the University of Victoria in beautiful British Columbia, um, home of the Butchart Garden, for those who have uh, been tourists here. Um, and I think that covers it all. Uh, yeah, occupation, location. I didn't go over vocation, but I don't know that yet. So. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks, Brett. Yeah, thanks, Uh, everybody. Uh, So basically, this is going to be our new family game night segment. It's going to be a little bit more open-ended. We're just going to, we have a lot of questions uh, here for our guests. Um, We're just going to kind of talk back and forth. So a couple main reasons that we're doing this. One, uh, any excuse to get the family together. Uh, As you've heard, we live all in different places. We're all grown up we love to uh, get together and uh, spend time and we also you know we always talk uh, John and I about the human element in gaming but it's kind of rare that we actually um, dig deep into the thought process when you're when you're actually playing a game and so so we're kind of going to try to tease a little bit of that stuff out and granted this this Cards Against Humanity game is uh, a bit more lighthearted. Uh, so we're going to try it out and see how this kind of interview format works. Yeah, and, and I mean, it can be a little bit tough for, for, you know, a couple of board game playing robots like Dan and I to understand the human <laughs> element. Um, so we're really hoping that, uh, you know, bringing more people in the conversation will really add a lot. Um, as, you know, as Dan said, uh, you know, Cards Against Humanity is, is a bit different uh, from the games that we've usually covered. But uh, just so you guys know, we are still very, very serious, um, very, very intent on giving you the best strategy advice. Um, everything we say here will be 100% guaranteed to make you a better player at Cards Against Humanity. Um, and that is 100% serious. I'm not being facetious at all. So, um, yeah, I mean, moving on here, um, we are also bringing a new development to to How to Beat Your Kids at Board Games, which is that... Uh, I, you know, if, if all goes well, um, not only will this audio be posted to our brand new YouTube channel, um, but also we'll be posting our Zoom video. So you'll get to see all our smiling faces um, and a couple of our microphones um, and maybe some artwork that's in the back of my room. Uh, this is my childhood bedroom. So, you know, um, you know, see what you can make out. But, lovely uh, abstract piece behind your left shoulder. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lovely abstract. <laughs> yeah. Um, lastly, before we sort of get into the, uh, the content, um, again, I'd like to stress that this is a, this is a, a game you're going to play with, with your adult kids. Um, you know, Cards Against Humanity has uh, sort of made a name for itself for being very politically incorrect, very, uh, very off-the-cuff um, sort of adult themes. Um, so this is, yeah, again, this is a, uh, we're stepping out of our comfort zone here in a lot of ways, um, bringing you this episode, but, uh, there will be adult content ahead. So, um, if you're in the car with your, uh, with your eight year old, you, you might want to pick a different podcast to listen to. Um, what might I suggest? Parcheesi. Um, <laughs> yeah. So without further ado, Dan, um, what is Cards Against Humanity? All right. So, uh. Yeah, Cards Against Humanity uh, was, uh, it's, it's very similar to uh, Apples to Apples, if you've played that. 
so essentially the concept is uh, it's a it's a card matching game um, so you've got one card uh, in the middle uh, who the person whose turn it is plays that card uh, this card is black and um, it'll have a phrase on it like um, I don't I don't have a good example but <laughs> it'll, have a, it'll have a sentence with, with a blank don't worry we'll get into lots of examples later so it'll have a sentence with a blank or two or three and uh, the people around the table uh, have to put their white cards in the middle um, and the person whose turn it is uh, sort of judges um, which completion of the sentence or the phrase they like the best and um, they pick so they pick those cards and the person who put those cards in gets that black card in the middle and uh, typically the first person to I, I think seven uh, black cards uh, wins the game but I mean you, you usually don't care as much about who's winning the game but it's much more the experience of playing that's fun uh, oh, so that's, oh you care you care if okay. you're if you're Susie, I, I, you know I think yeah. you might care. The, the game yeah. just might not end at seven cards. It depends on exactly. like how, how much fun you're having. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Setting setting a hard time limit on a game of cards against humanity seems seems almost counterintuitive. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so so that's the concept of the game. Um, it's you know like like John said, uh, it can be very raunchy. It's kind of supposed to be. Uh, politically incorrect. Um, there's so there's lots of things you wouldn't normally say around the table, or maybe you would. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so like uh, it was it was brought around in uh, 2011 uh, from a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, they raised fifteen thousand dollars to start this uh, card game, like four times as much as they had planned to uh, raise. Um, and it was it was a really quick hit. Um, people loved it a lot. Uh, people loved to kind of get into that zone uh, where you know you get you get kind of a lot of uh, guilty laughs and um, you know a lot of a lot of fun surprises too. Um, but again, we'll we'll get into the actual cards later. Um, you know, so even it's I think it's interesting um, even with a, a game that is supposed to be. Uh, politically incorrect. Um, Cards Against Humanity actually uh, received a fair amount of criticism um, about um, sort of being unevenly politically incorrect, uh, sort of um, discriminatory towards maybe certain groups, um, a few, few too many, say, rape jokes or Jew jokes or black people jokes, uh, stuff like that. And um, to their credit, they've um, They've reiterated a lot on their game, uh, taking out some cards, putting in some new cards, um, continuing the conversation. But uh, if you if you want to read more about the Cards Against Humanity history, I uh, really recommend going to their Wikipedia page. Um, a lot of cool stuff on there. They've done a lot of wacky marketing campaigns too. Like for example, <laughs> they, they raised their price on Black Friday and called it an anti-sale. And they actually had their sales increase. <laughs> so uh, yeah, kind of a wacky game, and um, yeah, we're uh, we're really excited to talk about it today. Um, yeah, I think that that kind of covers it for the history. But again, if you want to learn more, go ahead and go to that Wikipedia page or or look it up. Mm -hmm. Of course, and uh, with that, I think you know we'll break into our opening line of questioning. See where that leads us. Um, so the uh, first question I have, um, and maybe let's start. Um, oh, well, you know what? 
Um, I actually, uh, we've forgotten to include a very important piece of uh, news, um, sort of uh, part of the inspiration for this family game night. Um, Susie has mentioned that she will be moving up, or that she will be working mm -hmm. for the CDC soon. Uh, it turns mm -hmm. out she's actually leaving from San Diego to go up to San Francisco to work, and she's moving uh, very, very soon, uh, within a week, I believe. Um, and so that is sort of what prompted us to, uh, you know, get in. It's sort of ironic because we're, you know, doing Zoom anyway. We're still doing, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're still doing Zoom, but um, you know, we're just we're here and we're we're sending off Susie to her new job. So congratulations, Susie, oh, and uh, we're really excited for you. Um, Thanks, guys. And also, just we know that you're the resident expert on Cards Against Humanity, so you know, you, it was a no-brainer choice to do this episode. My, uh, my history with Cards Against Humanity is the hottest and coldest relationship. I'm either the best or I'm like, I win no cards in an entire game. So um, <laughs> we'll, well see if you know, Perhaps, perhaps uh, you know, you have to uh, read the crowd a bit, right? Maybe you can, uh, we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe it was just a tough, tough night for Suze. There are um, tough nights. You know, but you've oh, got to yeah. always try again. Getting back up when you fall is, is the key. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we can go around the room a little bit and say, I'll, I'll start off like say how, you know, how often are you playing cards against humanity? Um, personally, I played, you know, I've played probably three or four times a year. Um, usually around holidays would be my guess. Um, uh, but also up at, up at uh, school, I've played a bit. Um, good way to like sort of ice break with new people that you're meeting. So well, it can be a good way. It sort of depends on how the game rolls out. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. Uh, how about you, Brett? Uh, very similar, you know, Christmas, great time to just break out some irreverent uh, games. Always. I find um, whenever the grandparents are in town, um, yeah, I mean, those are, I think are ideal. Uh, also, it helps when you're, you're in the same country as the people you're playing with. So I haven't played in quite a while with this particular group of people. Um, I will also note, I did not get a family game night, let alone a podcast dedicated to me when I moved out of the country. But when uh, Susie moves within the same state, she does. So um, yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, holidays, excellent time, whenever you're with family or friends. <laughs> Brett's whole shtick is that he's just going to be left out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> he's a forgotten brother. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. All right. And uh, Susie and Taylor, uh, you guys want to go in that order? Sure. Uh, I think mine depends entirely upon like whether I'm around a group of people that's big enough for me to play this game. I think this game, you can't really play with less than four people in my opinion. And so recently I haven't really been around a group big enough to do that, but um, I played it a lot with roommates in various settings, either at college or last year. Um, last year we actually bought a set of um, the Australian Cards Against Humanity when I was living in India and we played a couple times and we always had booze involved, which just made it really fun. <laughs> um, we'd stay up late playing, but I feel like this is one of the games you can't, you can't play it too much or else it kind of loses its whimsy. So mm, I feel yeah. like you can't really play it more than like a, a couple times a year, a couple times, maybe like six times a year. That's going to be my yeah. And, and in your experience, has the, has the booze been necessary? Or? Oh, it's necessary for me. It really breaks down my, uh, my walls. 
Okay. Put it that way. <laughs> so I have a follow-up question on that, Susie. So you say you can't play the game too much, uh, or it loses its whimsy. Now, do you if you if you've played the American game too much, uh, does the Australian version still have its whimsy? The Australian version is. Uh is interesting. I will say mostly it's the same and you'll have like some substituted words for like Australian English, um, which is different, but it uh, definitely features a few mates and things like that. Um, I think there might be a shrimp on the Bobby card, but I don't know. And then, but there are also some cards that I just completely didn't understand at all. Oh, I'm sure. Cultural references. So Mm-hmm. there's some whimsy that is gained from doing a different version but also there are some cards that are just completely unusable because i don't i don't understand what they meant <laughs> so, yeah some trade-offs it's it's sort of like watching british sketch comedy you know it's really funny you just don't know why <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't, can't say i watch a lot of british sketch comedy but i imagine what you're saying to each their own yeah <laughs> yeah cool all right, and Taylor, take it away. Yeah, so I probably have a similar experience to everyone else here. I probably play it, you know, normally at, um, you know, holiday time, Christmas time. Um, I played a lot in college, similar to Susie, with different, you know, groups of people. Um, when I would be in, in training for some of the, the jobs that I was doing, that would be kind of a, an icebreaker for everyone on the team, for a lot of my coworkers, would be to play Cards Against Humanity. And I feel like it was one of those nice games where because it's, it is so out there in a lot of ways and has a lot of like adult themes and whatnot, it kind of really pushes you outside of your comfort zone, um, especially in front of a group full of strangers. Um, and yet and that, in like a business setting, right? I mean, geez. yeah, I mean, we weren't playing with our, our bosses or whatnot, but the, the coworkers would play together and it was a, it was a good way to break the ice. Um, for people who didn't know one another very well to kind of show the more, more humorous side um, to each of our personalities. So, yeah, I would say probably about, you know, three to four times a year. Obviously, with, with everything going on in the world right now, there haven't been as many get-togethers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's about a good, a, good fre- or a good estimate of the frequency with which I've played it. Cool. Yeah, and I'd say about the same uh, Three, four times a year. Although I don't, I don't know that we've played it at all this year, uh, which is very sad. Uh, but uh, play play a lot of like games that are similar to it. Like what what do you mean is one that I think is is pretty similar that we've played more recently. Uh, but yeah, I I think uh, it's always very fun. Uh, so we we play with uh, with her family. Obviously, we we played a lot with uh, our family. Um, and uh, I think it's really fun to play with uh, with people who tend to be more reserved uh, in their day to day life, which I, I think we'll uh, sort of tease out in the questions later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's 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 a fun way to to kind of uh, see how people think and what uh, what is funny to them. So yeah, yeah um, <clears throat> probably been a good way for you to get to know your in laws, huh? Definitely, mm-hmm. absolutely, <laughs> and for them to get to know me. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, I think that's a good lead into the next question, uh, which is, uh, if we haven't frozen, um, who is the most surprising player you've ever played with? Um, 
someone someone had brought cards against humanity and so it was mostly like a, a couple of kids home from from school and then it just it happened to be all moms there i think so it was like our mom and mrs McInerney and you know some other some other moms as well and i just remember our like there were car like you know i'm a young inexperienced college student and <laughs> There were cards that I did I did not know what they meant. Um, <laughs> I don't really want to repeat them. Um, but oh, yes. basically, whenever I was having a question, it, it, my mom was cracking up, and so I knew she knew exactly what the <laughs> card meant. Moms um, are dirty. Moms are so dirty. <laughs> one of the lessons you learn from this game, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're if your was, mom listening to this, um, we're talking. We're talking directly at you. Yeah. Just know yeah. that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. They're like, they're like urban dictionary substitutes, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Who needs urban dictionary when you got a mom? <laughs> yeah, it, it is sort of, it's sort of, uh, there's always that awkward moment where you're like, man, um, should I play this card because I don't think they'll know what it means? Or should I play this card because I do think they'll know what it means? <laughs> <laughs> even if i don't yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's a good story um I actually I don't, yeah i think Susie and i have the same story in mind um Susie, you want you want to go through that one does it involve our grandfather maybe i don't know <laughs> uh yeah we, the, the first time we got our set which actually i'm realizing might be out of date now because <clears throat> there are quite a bit of like pretty politically incorrect references in our deck so maybe they've changed it since then but um when we first got ours we got it for christmas from our mom of course because like you said moms are dirty but um <laughs> they we got our cards against humanity and we played it with our grandparents there on the first day and um i think we kind of knew how that was going to go a little bit just because our grandparents are um they appreciate adult humor for sure i think they have mm -hmm. a hidden side and our grandpa's particularly stoic, but like, I think we kind of knew there'd be things up his sleeve. And he just like, he would on, he was honestly playing like the dirtiest cards with no shame. I feel like. Every he was time playing we, out of his mind. Yeah, every time we got a card, we were like, who put this one down? And we'd look around at everybody in the circle and everyone's like, it wasn't me. And grandpa would just be like, was me. Classic octogenarian <laughs> move. <right there>. Yeah. <laughs> he's very, he's very secure in himself now. And he just, you know, he knows a sense of humor. He's not, he's not afraid to show it. I mean, Hey, what, you know, what is life if you can't retire and play a nice comfortable game of cards against humanity, your family, right? Exactly. Be yourself. <laughs> yeah. He was, he had, he's pretty raunchy. I was, I was, uh, I thought, our grandma would be more so, but yes. grandpa turned out to be like, I think the real ace up the sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Taylor, have you ever played night. with your grandparents and have you had any weird experiences like that? So I haven't played with my grandparents, but I will say that that story is very reflective of how my dad plays uh, <laughs> when Dan was making the comment about getting to know your in-laws better. So my father, he, he was in the military. He's very, very stoic. He's very kind of reserved. Um, he has a sense of humor, but he only shows it to certain people. Mm -hmm. And this game was something when I introduced it to him that I did not think 
he was going to find very funny. Um, but it was really, really interesting to watch him play because he's the type of personality similar to, to their grandparents where he will just sit back in his chair and he'll be quiet the whole time and he'll be looking at his cards and every once in a while he'll just start giggling <laughs> over in his chair, but he won't say a word. And then, you know, we'll play around and he'll, you know, again, same sort of thing where everyone's looking around the room once they announce the winner, like, whose card is this? And it'll be like this really raunchy, really inappropriate joke. <laughs> and everyone's looking around the room and he just, without saying a word, will just reach forward and grab the card and slide it over to himself and yeah. claim the win. <laughs> That's so funny. It's, oh my God. it's really fun playing with him because <laughs> I get to see fun seeing a the side, a sense of humor. I mean, he has one, but a different side of his sense of humor. <laughs> when do you ever, do you ever figure out like what kind of judge he is? Like when he judges cards, does he pick the raunchy ones, or is he like more em embarrassed when he judges? And he no, like, has he's usually standards? he's usually he'll he'll play like he'll play those cards, but he'll also pick those cards as well. Um, <laughs> he tends to go That's yeah funny. with the raunchiest ones. And a similar <laughs> situation where like there are things that he and my mom know. Like, there are cards that we'll be playing, and I'm like, I have no idea what this means. I don't know what this is referring to. And, um, <laughs> and they'll know exactly what, what it's talking about. And you're like, I don't need to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It can sometimes be a little bit uncomfortable playing this game with your parents. You know, you learn a little <laughs> bit more about them that you want, than you wanted to. Um, yeah. But, you know, now that we're adults and whatnot, I think it's fun to kind of have that, that peer level sort of playing with your, with your parents. And, get to mm -hmm. get to play yeah, on I mean, their it, level sort of thing and and now we've sort of talked about we've all talked about how our parents and grandparents play um how do you guys play what are you what are you thinking of when you're let's well, just maybe like when you're not judging versus when you're judging how does that how, how do you guys feel our personal styles yeah i think for me uh, my style in Cards Against Humanity is similar to my style in other board games. And it, it's a style that I've adopted mainly out of the futility of playing board games with the two hosts of this podcast for my whole life. Um, you know, at a certain point when you realize you're probably not going to win, like ever, you just become an agent of chaos because it's more fun for you that way. Like, you you might not win, but you're going to ruin a few people's days. And like that can be gratifying in its own way. Um, and I think I play Cards Against Humanity like that as well. Like, and that's the, what the game is designed for too. It's like whatever I'm feeling in a given round, that's what I'm going to play. Like, I don't want people to be able to predict what I'm playing because then, especially if I am doing all right, like they as a judge might not select my card because they don't want me to get another card. So I think it's, in some ways works to my advantage if uh, people have no idea which one I put down because they're never going to try to vote against me as a judge. Um, and as a judge myself, I'm, I'm definitely trying to, to uh, you know, like, I like to think of it like I'm a little, like, like I'm a neural network or something and just hoping that I'm going to recognize patterns as the game goes on. <laughs> And it's, it's normally like I'm just hoping that it happens by osmosis without me having to think too much, and that never really happens. But I'm hoping that by the end of the game, I have some sense of like, okay, Susie's been playing all the raunchiest cards this whole time. <laughs> I know she's already won like six, 
this raunchy card in this next round, hell no, I'm not, I'm not picking that as a judge because like, I don't want Susie to win. Um, so yeah, it's sort of like trying to also recognize what other people have been putting down. Uh, and so I'm not picking up what they're putting down, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. You're yeah. putting down what they're putting down or are you I'm just picking up it what there? someone else put down. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Judge. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, that sounds similar to a friend that I think Daniel and I have discussed on the podcast before. His uh -huh. name's Seth. Um, mm. He, uh, he's very, very good at um, throwing people off uh, just for the heck of it. Uh, yeah. It's always a good time playing with Seth and Brett. Brett sounds like like an or he tries to orchestrate everything and he's the orchestrator and that bugs me. <laughs> that is so I'm more like a dog. I'm, I'm like the Joker, right? Like a dog chasing after the mailman. I don't know what I'd do if I if I caught him, right? I'm just <laughs> doing whatever I feel like. But well, maybe I, there's a method to my madness. I don't know. Yeah. It's for you to figure out. I feel like that method might work, but in my experience, if you're like trying to judge and pick up patterns and there's a lot of alcohol involved, I feel like the patterns just become like so hazy. Like when I'm drinking and playing this game, I just play whatever feels good in the moment. And that might be a really raunchy card or that might be like a really raunchy card. It might, oh yeah. It might also be a really <laughs> or like raunchy in like a really convoluted way where you have to like think about it, mm -hmm. you know, or like, I usually will play to like whatever, whatever I'm like, what I'm, whatever I'm liking in the moment. Like right now I'm super into Hamilton. So maybe I'll play more like historical figure cards because mm. that's what's more in my like brain space. But I don't really have as much of a thought out strategy as Brett. Usually though, if I find that if I like overanalyze and I'm trying to think about what the judge might pick for a certain round and I'm trying to like play to their, tastes too much i overanalyze it and i pick a card that literally gets like thrown out immediately and not even is like a contender for their choice so um that's why i feel like i just go with my gut and uh sometimes that's super wrong and that's why i end up sometimes <laughs> completely losing a game or it could i could just be on fire and i feel like once i get like a hot hand in games like this or what do you mean then i win like a couple rounds in a row and then i get cold again so mm. i really just go for, i'm the i could go with my heart you know so follow up on that, Susie. Uh, does the hot hand exist? Oh, a hundred percent. Have our statistician answer that one. Uh, uh, yeah, Susie. Do you feel that playing a card that wins a round uh, this turn improves your chances of winning the next round? It's all about confidence with this game. I think okay. if you if you win a round, I think you go into the next round more confident. You, I, I at least, I overanalyze less, and I just go with what I think is funny and what I believe in. And usually that does well, but okay. also it could not. Well, now uh, one thing that I could think of that, like might explain the, the sort of hot cold thing is that you're playing with the hand of seven cards, right? And only so many of those cards are going to be, you know, wing dingers right there. So, um, you know, how do you guys feel about something that happens to me when I play is I always like run into the, issues where like four of the cards in my hand I'm just like I'm like maybe if a very specific prompt comes up these will be good but otherwise I just don't have any way to play them it's like what do you guys do when you have cards like that in your hand 
Yeah, I think for that situation, uh, I think sometimes it's if you have some cards in your hand that just are not very good or that you don't really know how you're ever going to play them. And sometimes I'll throw away around on purpose in order to get rid of some cards. So if there, you know, if, if there's a turn where the black card that's played, you know, I don't really have anything that, you know, there might be something that somewhat fits, you know, the fill in the blank or answers the question, but I'm pretty confident it's not going to win the round. Sometimes I'll just go ahead and use it as a chance to throw out a card that I just don't think I'm going to end up using at any point during the game. Um, so kind of a strategy of, you know, letting yourself, you know, knowing that you're going to lose this round with the hope that when you, you know, draw the next card for the next round that you'll end up with something a little bit better. Because otherwise then if you never play those cards, they just sit in your deck, you know, or sorry, in your hand forever. Um, and you have less options to choose from in future rounds um, yeah. if you're, you know, I, negating yeah. those cards entirely. I feel like I'm super superstitious when I play this game. <laughs> so <laughs> when I think when I think it's going to be a throwout round, often I find that it like if I if sometimes people will say like ah it's a throwaway card or whatever, and then I feel like people always end up winning on their throwaway card when they don't think they're going to win. And then if I'm like drawing from the same pile every time for my next card and I keep getting like shit cards, I'll just like switch to a new pile because I have like superstition about that pile and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. But it also does, it also is really a bummer when you're like the judge on a round where everyone's put in a throwaway card and there's li it literally just like crickets. There's like nothing funny about the round and you, you just have to choose one. And then it's either a sign that you need to like take a break and pour another drink or just like move on from the game for the night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think when I've got, um... When I've got a decent number of throwaway cards in my hand, like my thought process is sort of like, okay, I, I do actually have something that fits with this black card in the middle, but does it fit well enough to win me the round? And if it doesn't, then and it may be more generally applicable, I'll just keep it in my hand and throw away one of my things that I just don't understand or will, will never very very unlikely be able to actually use effectively. yeah i'll go ahead and break the rules here and say that i, I when i usually have these dead hands I, I just well i either just without anyone knowing just swap out the cards yeah. <laughs> or i just ask everyone how they feel about that i'm like hey because i feel like if if you have like a bad hand then like then like odds are you've probably been playing long enough that that like other people have bad hands too and so everyone would be like, yo, like, if you need to, like, ditch a card to grab a new one, like, that's fine with me. And then I'll just go ahead and do that. Um, I'm sorry. I think we need to circle back and not let you get away from the fact that you just said you cheat at family game night sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, honestly, Susie, when have you ever checked on, uh, on what people do uh, with their white cards? You know what I mean? We have a designated pile that you put them in at the end of a round when they're done. How do you know they're putting one card and not two or three mm. or seven? Oh, that's another good cheating tactic. I that believe I've used in before. people. I, yeah. I believe in the best in people. I don't think people are people are gonna are out to cheat. Okay, so this is clearly getting into um, some political philosophy, Hobbes, Locke, and Rousseau, um, state of nature. Uh, is man inherently good? 
Um, you know, it's, it's not the direction I thought this podcast was going, but, but I'm ready for it. Um, let's, let's get into it. Um, it's called Cards Against Con- Humanity. more Kantian, honestly, Jono. But, oh, okay. but, but yeah, but yeah I, I think there, there's a categorical imperative to, you know, only pick up one card and put down one card. But, you know. Right. Just be, just be a good person, you know? Okay. <laughs> Do the right thing. Don't be evil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I think, uh, do we... I, I forget. Did we? We have not asked the question of how how to read the room yet, right, John? No. no. So, good. You're playing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've we've gone over that that people tend to play this in a couple different environments. Like one is is getting to know new people. Two is like playing with people you know really well. And so, like, how do you how do you take your like ideas about what other people will think will funny or are funny do you like do you care that much or do you just play what what you think's funny i was just gonna say at a certain point i only care about what i think is funny um because like i mean so there's like low-hanging fruit in this game like you could just throw out like the dis- most disgusting card you have and you'll probably get some laughs and you'll probably win like 30 percent of the time because there's only so many of those like horrible cards in the in the game and chances are you might be the only one to put one in that round and, but then there's like other you could get a little more creative with it and actually go for like something clever some double entendres and stuff and those don't always win like it and and especially if you're drinking booze as you're playing with Susie, right like if you're playing with Susie, you've had you've had four glasses of wine um you can hardly stand you're barely reading like because you've just been you know drinking all day Um, i think the term you're looking for is bottles bottles of wine yeah Right. And at that point, like no one in the room really cares about the second meaning behind your cards because they're just having trouble making out the words. And <laughs> so I, I think like if you still have your, your wits about you, it can sometimes be like more satisfying. And you get that like internal chuckle if you're like, haha, this actually means something like to me, it's funny. And then you get the second satisfaction of being indignant when they don't choose your card because you can say, ha, you didn't get it. Like, you guys are too stupid or too drunk. And like, I am the master of this game. It doesn't matter if I haven't won a single black card. Like, I'm putting down real stuff right now. Um, And and so I think that can be fun too. And so that's why I oftentimes, I don't care. Like, I don't care when I'm putting down cards. I don't really care too much about what a judge will think. It's more like when I'm judging, I try to discern what people put down because that's where I feel like I can really make more of a difference in the game is like trying to figure out who I'm going to select as a judge. And when I'm playing, I just go for what I think is funny. Okay. Brett's yeah, I mean, about like self-satisfaction of a job well done as opposed to winning. Exactly. Just like, what, right. you know, teach their own. But it's like, like, yeah, it. I mean, you use the sperm whale card and you won because it's a great card. Um, I was going to, I was going to bring what up cost? the sperm whale card. I know you love yeah. that card. It's, I mean, I, that's my, probably my, my best tip for you guys. Um, instant win so save that one for when you really need it um it just says sperm whales period um, it only comes around once a game so you really have to make sure you use it well no exactly you got to make the most of it but i, I kind of guarantee you like it's you know it's, it's gonna win you the, the round um i've never right. had a, had bad luck with it yeah it's true 
but yeah, no, I get what you're saying because I feel like sometimes, sometimes I just like, I see the prompt and I'm like, yo, no one will get this, but I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving this answer. Like I this makes it. so much sense to me, but no one else will think this is funny. And I, I always throw it in because like on the off chance that someone else gets it, like that's enough for me. All you're really looking for is like the little nod or the wink from the person who wasn't the judge, but who also was on the same wavelength as you, right? Right. Like, hey, good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it can be similarly satisfying to be like, okay, everybody else is drunk out of their minds. I'm still a little bit coherent. I've had this really stupid card that is not funny at all. Will actually win. Oh my gosh. Like, this idiot actually picked my card. Wow, I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> These are obviously internal monologues because yeah. <laughs> we don't say that those yeah. things to people. <laughs> it, it seems that there might be something going on in this family where we, we, we try to use cards against humanity to assert our mental and, and intellectual dominance over other other people, which you know, I don't know what? if I'm, I don't no. know if I can really well, I never have the chance to do that with chess, so I take any opportunity I can get. Yeah, <laughs> Dominion's kind of a lost cause. I have to hold on to my only strength. <laughs> I quit. A drunk game of cards against humanity. Yeah. Uh, drunk chess is pretty fun, too. Just saying. <laughs> drunk chess drunk... boxing, even better. Drunk oh, oh my boxing. gosh, yeah. Definitely. Dan and I actually played a, an absolutely rousing game of drunk backgammon the mm -hmm. other day, too. Um, oh, that was a good series. It was, yeah, it was, it was oh, a good nice. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, Taylor, you got anything to add? <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, no, I, um, I think I kind of have a, a general strategy of just like shock and awe, but if I know the people well enough in the room and, you know, especially if it's family members or, you know, close friends or whatnot, um, I think I try for certain people, if I, if they have very distinct personalities or distinct senses of humor, I think I'll try to play to those. I know some people like the raunchier, the better. Um, mm. they just, they'll always pick that, um, yeah. you know, for certain people that I'm playing with. So, you know, when it's their turn to be the judge, I just pick the raunchiest card I can. Um, some people like, you know, like the more subtle humor or the dry humor or the kind of like the, the sperm whales humor. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if I know that that person is the judge, I'll sometimes try to play to that, you know, the simple, the simplistic card. Um, that can that can say more than just the one or two words that's on the on the card. So mm -hmm. I think there's like a general strategy that I have. You know, if I don't know people very well, but um, yeah, in terms of reading the room for for people that I know, I think that's kind of how I try to to strategize a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, I could totally I totally get like there's there's satisfaction of like having one person that's a judge and being like I I think. I know exactly what this person will like. Mm -hmm. And then if, and then if you, you know, if you, if you guess right, then like, it's, it's kind of cool and you made them laugh. So, you know, that's reward as well. Yeah. So. I think you have to choose if there's like one person who always is like, this goes back to what Brett, Brett was saying about like, you can kind of start finding a pattern about who's putting in what cards to the pot anonymously. But like, if there's someone who is always going to put the raunchiest card, you have to decide like, do you want to go up against that person? If they keep winning for like with those cards, like, do you want to try and match that level? And do your cards, do you have it in your cards to match that level? 
of uh, mm-hmm. nasty. But like, it's just, it's just your, it's whether or not you want to stick to your guns and your sense of humor, or if you're like trying to play to the judge, but also you might be going up against someone who's playing that same sense of humor. You know what I mean? Like right. maybe, maybe right. you won't win that round. Yeah. yeah. One thing they teach you in business school is the importance of differentiating your product from your competitors. <laughs> exactly. so, if you, so if you've got someone else who's playing the ranch cards you may may want to try and go a different direction uh you know or or really try to uh, to discern who's going to like that versus something else just uh, you gotta, yeah you got to find your brand <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so you know we've talked a little bit about um that there just seem to be some cards that you know, are going to get you a little, little bit further than other cards, you know, just on the, on a, on a general basis, right? Like some cards might be a little bit stronger than others. Would you guys agree or? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to lead a little exercise here. So, so we get to know sort of, you know, one, so we can get a feel for what cards are stronger than others, but also so we can get a feel for you guys' personal um, senses of humor here. I'm going to read off three cards and, um, I want you guys to think long and hard about um, these cards. That's what she said. And, um. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> uh, I, I want you, you guys to see can if you tell can... what Susie's game is by now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to see how you guys rank these three cards um, in order of like how strong you think they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read off. The, what's uh, this? What's the ranking scale? We're just. Probably just put them in one, order. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't need to give like you could give us a one to ten of, of where you think each card is. Um, up that, that works for me. Um, or you can just put them in order. Oh, let's okay. Let's put them in so, order. So, <laughs> so a few. Okay, let me just let me just think. Um, for the first card, we have uh, as an answer, and again, we're gonna talk about like in it, generalize it uh, for any prompt, like or like you know. The, the average prompt, okay? And the first card is going to be however much weed $20 can buy, okay? The second one is uh, having anuses for eyes. Um, and the third one is eating the last known bison. Um, mm. So again, that's, that's however much weed $20 can buy, um, having anuses for eyes, and eating the last known bison. What are you guys' like initial thoughts? So are we ranking it as a put like as like what we would probably find funniest as a judge or what we would be most likely to submit to a judge? Uh, that's up to you. You can you can let us know. Okay. I'd probably go um, trying not to like be predictable here, but uh, probably anuses for eyes. Uh, weed and buffalo number three all right mine's completely the opposite order (laughs) (laughs) are you serious i don't know yeah absolutely nice bison bison weed and then the anuses because that's just disgusting and like but like the bison i don't know it's like it's kind of sad too it's sad but also funny it's like 
historical, which Susie said she liked history stuff. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think that's just like, it could work in a lot of different situations. That's and you're going to get the sympathy much. vote a little bit too. Like, well, so if you're going the shock and awe route, then I would say I would go the anuses, the bison, and then the weed. Um, wow. Not necessarily that, that, I mean, because if you're talking, you know, if you're playing to someone who, like, you know, what I was mentioning earlier, like, you know, this person is just like, whatever's the raunchiest or the, you know, the thing that makes you most uncomfortable, right? I think that's one of the things with Cards Against Humanity is some people love the card that just makes everyone in the room the most uncomfortable. And I would Are you saying that you think having anuses for eyes would be uncomfortable? <laughs> well, that's right, be a really good would you rather. Right. Well, and it's something where like yes. you get laugh. Some of the laughter is because people think it's funny. And some of it's just nervous laughter. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I know that that's kind of the predictable answer. I mean, that's kind of the most shocking of all of them. But so I don't know that that's necessarily what I think is the most funny and would apply to the most prompts. But depending on who you're playing to, that could be what gets you the most laughs. And sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like judges read the room when they're judging. Sometimes it's what just what they think is personally the most funny. And sometimes I've played with people where they kind of go based on when they're reading it out loud, based on what everyone in the room thinks is the most funny and how many laughs mm -hmm. they get as well. Yeah. When you guys submit your cards, do you try to poker face or are you like laughing and thinking your own cards hilarious as you submit? Like, do you think it's better to poker face or the other? Mm. I, I tend not to think about it too much because my poker face sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really have one. We played coup before, and it's a yeah. Any sort of game where I need to conceal information lie. and it doesn't mm. go or lie, uh, it doesn't go very well for me. So yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I feel like I've played with a couple different people. I feel like when when someone laughs at their own card, like like is laughing super hard, I feel like it's a big power move because they like believe mm -hmm. in their card so much, and they like they're like this card is perfect and they're like confident and then I'm like oh shoot now I need to find a really good card to compete with that card and so I feel like I can kind of almost be like a strategy move mm -hmm. to throw off your other opponents yeah ready. like if you have a throwaway card right just like yeah. crack up when you mm -hmm. put it in there and then the judge might see the funniest one there and be like oh it was definitely them I'm not gonna pick it and then they <laughs> pick yours by mistake yeah the judge is Brett and just wants people to lose <laughs> yeah well, he just wants the game to go longer. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm in it for the fun of all. It's mm -hmm. sort of a utilitarian approach to judging where, like, everyone's going to get the most enjoyment out of the game if it goes longer. <laughs> Play the card with the most social utility. Exactly. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I mean, for, for, well, for my list, I think I agree with Taylor. I would go anuses first. Um, uh, bison second, and then weed last. Um, I think that there's something to be said about cards that have a very strong visual element to them. Mm. <laughs> Some imagery. Yeah, you'd be lying if you said you didn't picture someone with anuses for eyes. When you exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I feel like just like the absurdity of actually thinking of what that would look like is what gets me to laugh. Yeah. Like, mm. you know, like, like the shock of just someone saying the word anus is, is, is definitely there. Um, but really, you know, it sort of gets deeper as you think about what the card is suggesting. You know, you sort of mm. think about like, 
how, what is life like for this person? You know, with anuses <laughs> for eyes, like, what, <laughs> like, can they still see out of them or, you know, like are their eyes still there? But are they it's just, there's a lot of and questions. Then, well, you, then you start to wonder now where are their eyeballs? right exactly so this card you know it has it, there's a lot of depth to it um and then the bison one i just think is good because like you know like i don't know endangered species and all it's yeah, yeah. Good. it's always fun to make fun of hilarious <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah honestly i i think um i would probably rank them bison weed and anuses because um, I, I think another criterion that I, I judge on sometimes, uh, consciously or not, is if, if a card produces a strong emotional response for me, whether it's positive or negative, I, I often choose that card. So like, even though like reading about eating the last known bison might not be particularly funny to me, it might make me like kind of sad or maybe like, um, I don't know, disappointed, and I might be, I might be want to choose that card um, because, you know, it, it like produced the response for me. Um, and I'm also kind of a guy that, well, like, like Taylor mentioned, more, more of a subtle, dry sense of humor. And so some of the more visual things, like I tend to see them as kind of like unoriginal and like not, not inherently funny. Uh, but just like maybe like less clever you know yeah like less clever and kind of more trying to just elicit a like a response like a a sort of Mm. like 2010s like randomness is funny kind of approach and (laughs) yeah somebody who doesn't quite see things that way so yeah was that a was that a decade trend in comedy that you've like a theme of comedy you picked up I just remember like around um around like eighth through 10th grade there were all these shows like like iCarly or like Sunny with a Chance where like the premise so was random just, was the, the, yeah the, the show was literally called so random and the premise was just like oh it's something that I've never seen before therefore it's funny and like you know it, it's kind of run its course for me you know <laughs> yeah it's sort of like just like oh irony for irony's sake is funny you know like I didn't expect um Spencer to have an emu in their apartment in Seattle. <laughs> I also yeah. think from Daniel's response, we can tell that he does not consider disgust to be an emotional reaction. <laughs> 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 right. Worth eliciting at least for this game. Yeah, I mean, well, sometimes though, like, yeah, I feel like I get what Dan's saying is like, sometimes you, you see a card where you're like, okay, you're like, this card is so like over, it's so funny or like strong on its own that it almost takes no skill to play it. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, they just slapped us down because they like didn't have a better card. So I feel like sometimes I'm less inclined to pick those cards because I think they just took the easy way out. Yeah, I call that a gut reaction. I call that instinct. Yeah. Mm. However, I still, I still have to agree that sperm whales wins. Okay, good. Every time. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even include it in the list because I figured it's pretty obvious. And also, you, you, can't, you can't put a sperm whale in a box. I mean, just try. You can't. It's too big. Would you, would you say sperm whales is a card that elicits a, like a, a visual response for you, Jonna? Absolutely. For, definitely, oh, for yes, John. for me. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yes, I mean. I'm not going to ask you what kind of visual. I just no, I mean, I'm, I'm purely thinking like, boom, you got whale here. Like you got giant squid in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what correct. I'm thinking. Yeah. But mm-hmm. for the first word of that card, you're just cracking up. And you're like, oh, wait, they're talking about the whales. Okay, yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. Squid. It's a head full of spermaceti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan, I think you had a – we had another exercise that we wanted to uh, run everyone through. I, I think you're probably more prepped to lead this one. Yeah, okay. So so I'm going to I've, – I've written down some phrases on a, on a Post-it note. And I also have some real Cards Against Humanity cards. And uh, Taylor, if you see anything, I'm so sorry. I'm going to ask you to be quiet. But if you don't see anything, feel free to respond. Uh, Taylor's sitting next to me for those listening. Um, so I'm going to read off two Cards Against Humanity cards and one of my, quote, fake cards in no particular order. Uh, and I want each of you guys to try and guess which one is not the real card. Now, keep in mind... I haven't looked at every single Cards Against Humanity card. So the one that I made up may actually possibly be a real card, but I don't know it if it is. Okay, so we're gonna start off with, so we've got presidential debates. You can see the cards, I feel like they're- You 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 can't see the cards, you can only see the back of the cards. But it, did you write down your own on post-its? Because I feel like that would make a difference. <laughs> I think the post-its are in front of I the have, cards. I have all of them on, on this. <laughs> but now can't we... T- but put them down, right? So then we can't tell if you're reading the post-it okay, versus okay. the card. <laughs> They're all on the post-it note. Okay, fine. Oh, oh okay. Even <laughs> though... <all> yeah. <laughs> we have presidential debates, Oprah, and passive-aggressive... Post-it notes. So I'm supposed we're supposed to guess which one you wrote. Go for it, Susie. Yeah. Uh, Presidential debates, hundred percent. Okay, Taylor thinks the same. What do you think, Brad? Presidential debates. I would also think the same because it's so timely that I don't don't know. I think it seems like something you came up with uh, on Tuesday. Good job, y'all. You guys all passed the freebie. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Good round. Good round. For what it's okay. worth, I, I, uh, I might have gone the post-it note one. I thought it was like, maybe you're reverse psychologying us into thinking yeah. that you wouldn't pick, you know, yeah. I, I just have this memory of that one actually being in the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I also yeah. think that they probably make the next iteration with presidential debates as an actual Cards Against Humanity card. Yeah. Well, they well, probably will. Well, be. don't worry. We're actually gonna gonna ask you guys later which card you think would be a good addition to the deck. So, oh. so keep that in mind. Perfect. Uh, all right. So now I have some goddamn peace and quiet, a snake with two heads, and Morgan Freeman's voice. <laughs> Oh, that's harder. I got my vote. I'm going to say Morgan Freeman's voice. A snake with two heads. What was the first one? I'm sorry. The first one was some goddamn peace and quiet. Uh, I'm going to say a snake with two heads, too. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the snake, not to be a follower, but yeah. I also don't okay. know the answers to these. So. Right, so everyone got this right except for my wife. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> I feel like she probably knows your affinity for impressions, and that's why she guessed you would write down that card. That, yeah, that's, that's honestly that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially because he did the impression, I was like, oh, he's just he used he all the excuse to do an impression. <laughs> yeah, he set himself up. <laughs> Okay, so now we have invading Poland, giving birth to the Antichrist, and mm. grandparents' dust bowl stories. Oh. Oh, wait. <laughs> I feel like I've seen all of these cards in the game yeah. before. Is this Maybe a it's a question? trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be a trick. I'm going to go with dust bowl stories. I'm going to go with invading Poland. I was going with the Antichrist. I'm going with Dust Bowl. Oh, what do I do? John and Taylor are correct. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. Susie um, and Brett, we actually have listened to grandparents' Dust Bowl stories. So, uh. Yeah, I guess it was the familiarity thing. They all, they all sounded familiar, and so yeah. I didn't know which one to choose. Well, there, I, like, I, I like that one. I saw a card called the Great Depression, and so I, I didn't write that one, but I wrote something similar, so... Looks like it worked. Good job. Nice. Right. Well done. <laughs> nice. How many more rounds we got, Dan? Let's see. <laughs> How we got, How we got four more rounds. We got four oh more gosh. rounds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just all, right. all the ones I get wrong. Okay. You came up with six novel cards. Seven, actually. Okay. So we have been already, Suze, or what? <laughs> All right, so we have Emma Watson, Dead Birds Everywhere, and Jazz. Dead Birds Everywhere. But that's I think that's what it is, but that's a really good card. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Birds Everywhere because it recently happened in the news. <laughs> Oh, really? really? I was gonna. <laughs> yeah, there was like a bunch of headlines about a bunch of dead birds in like the south or something. I don't know. Yikes. Maybe you subconsciously picked it up, or maybe it's <laughs> the a real damn card. windmills. <laughs> the I'm gonna go with jazz. I think I'm gonna go. With ja Sorry, I'm gonna go with jazz too. John and Taylor are correct. Wow! Wow! wow. Birds everywhere we is have a, a gift. real card. I like that. Dead birds. Dead birds. That's my new favorite. <laughs> but I also like jazz. Jazz. I could definitely see that. I almost, I almost wrote ragtime, but I felt that would be too revealing. Yeah. Too not obvious. enough people would know what that is. <laughs> I keep shaking the table. I'm so excited. But, um, <laughs> okay. So, so let's see. We have, we have Nazis. We have accidentally spilling coffee on your final exam. Oh. And we have permanent orgasm face disorder. No. Oh. <laughs> That's definitely, a real one. Definitely the second one. Permanent spilling yeah. coffee on your midterm. Final. Final. I think my face gave it away, but yeah, definitely the second one. I guess the, the second, second one. one. And uh, this didn't quite happen to me. I spilled water on my midterm <laughs> exam. Wow. Okay. So you really covered it up there by making it coffee yeah, on exactly. the really, so none of us would know. You really upped the ante to increase <laughs> yeah, the humor of that situation. Again. 
Okay, uh, so we have two more. <clears throat> very fun. Okay. Yes, it is very fun. fun. Mm -hmm. I'm having fun. Are you guys having fun? Oh, yeah. Oh, very, uh, very stimulating. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, is the, la the last one's a bonus round, right? Ooh, winner takes points. Yeah, we, actually, yes. The, the last one is, is one that I wrote down over the course of this podcast. So, yeah, we'll, we'll call it a bonus round. Okay. But this is round six, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. The penultimate. <laughs> okay. So we have eugenics, getting crushed by a vending machine, and liberals. Oh. Oh. Vending machine. I also feel like these are all recognizable to me. But yeah. I, think it's, I think it's vending machine because Dan knows that you're more likely to get crushed by a vending machine than you are to get killed by a shark. Am I right? Am I right? Oh. Isn't that a statistic? I would have gone vending machine too. Really? I was going to go with liberals. You're all wrong. What? No way. It was eugenics. Ah, Wait. What? Yep. Wait. No way. Like I said, no. it might be a real card, but I didn't look at it. I wrote it down. Let me do, let me do some quick command F here. I have a database. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dang. No. Wait. Yeah. Wow. Wait. Wait. Yes, that's a card. Dang it. <laughs> okay, well, that just means I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll see, Dan, if you haven't played the, uh, if you've only played version 2.0 on, then you haven't played with this card. Oh, oh they, they took it out. They, they took it out. Too yeah. sensitive. I guess too so. Sensitive. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. I can see that for sure. Pretty good. That's a, that's a good one, though. Do they leave Nazis in? Well, I, think, I don't. I'm trying to figure out what yeah, check, what which one we have because we definitely have Nazis in here. Yeah, when Nazis did version is still 2. in. When come out? No idea. Uh -huh. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. Man. Well. Bonus round. Bonus round. Are you guys ready? Oh wait, okay. um, wait. Let's let's give it a quick pause so we can throw it to the music. Okay, cool. I'll find some music to put in there. Bonus round. All right. It's time for the bonus round. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have racially biased SAT questions, a 40-ton humpback whale, and women in yogurt commercials. None of these sound familiar. <laughs> What's like the healthy yogurt that like Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh, Activia? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you got all the dots and they get all the dots in your tummy and they're all yeah. like mushed up and then they all sort of just form an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the first one? Uh, for, I, I forget the order that I read them, but I'll, I'll just read them again. Back back whale whale whale. Ra uh, racially biased SAT questions was the first Ooh. one I read. Mm. I'm going to go with women in yogurt commercials. I'm going to go with the humpback whale. Oh, yeah. I think I'm gonna go the humpback whale simply because I don't think Dan would have come up with the option. <laughs> there's no way that there's two whale cards, okay? It would just be it'd be too strong. <laughs> too much whale. Susie? 
Uh, I'm gonna switch to the hump. I'm gonna switch to humpback whale. I switched to the humpback already. Oh, I see. You already said something. Okay. Okay. So then, uh, John and Taylor were were right on their first try. It's the humpback whale. Okay. So Brad and Susie get half points, but since this is the bonus round, that's actually was worth twice as much. So that's a full point for Brad and Susie. Exactly. Yeah. But okay, we both got two points. No idea. <laughs> Uh, yeah, great game, everybody. Um, I think uh, I if think anyone Daniel won, won, it's Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan definitely won. Well, Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Wait, are we gonna? Which one do we want to actually make an addition? Oh, don't actually, have, yeah. you can actually write in your own cards, right? There are some additions. You can. You can write in cards. Yes. Um, I was actually gonna ask you guys what card you think would be a good addition to the deck if you have an idea. Have you guys right. ever? I really Sorry, wish Dead Birds Everywhere was not actually already a card. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me my love life is not already a card. It is. Oh, it I know. Is. It's like yeah. <laughs> my relationship status. I don't think Dead Birds Everywhere is in our deck, so I'll probably add that one. But there was. Um, there you go. There was another one. I think the round before you read that. That was pretty funny. Oh, I, I think I have a good suggestion. Um, attending Zoom classes naked. <laughs> Uh, oh, <laughs> nice. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, or in I think the another news. one that's uh, in the news, I like in the a non-PC one applicable to the, the age we're living in now is uh, coughing loudly in a crowded room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good yeah. one. Wow. Yikes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Yelling nice. fire in a theater a now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, what, Susie? Um, I don't remember the ones you read. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I didn't read that, that you think might be good? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm not good at coming up with them on the spot. That could, I mean, that could be one. No. No. That could be, that could work, I think, no. in some contexts. Just say no was my card. Just say, Just say okay. No. Just say no. All right. No. <laughs> Brett, thoughts? Oh, that's tricky. Didn't you say one uh, already? Oh, I, I love Yeah, one. sure. I said one already. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I was kidding about that one, but I don't really have another one to add. Got it. Okay. Oh, cool. uh, live, laugh, love signs in your, <laughs> yeah. mom's, in, in your mom's living room. I don't know. That's yeah. good. That's good. It was like inspirational quote, quote walls in your mom's house or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I feel like white mom jokes has to be already a card, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. Or like inspirational graphic tease. That could also be another one. There's gotta be something Ooh. about Karen's in it now. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. Karen. Oh, so Speaking much is gonna come out of this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so much comedy. Oh man. Okay. Um I think I think that's actually all that's left on our outline, John. I mean I we, I think we covered the rest of these points, you know, conserving power cards, um, like judging people, which actually is a card, by the way, judging people is a card. Um, <laughs> uh, denying cards to your strongest opponents, uh, if you can figure out who they are and what they're putting down. Uh, and then, you know, we touched on this earlier, but how much do you really care about winning? <laughs> right, winning yeah. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> As, as yeah, much as I uh, try to come off as not caring, I care. You know, 
I listened to your your first episode on risk you were like let's like nobody plays risk to get second okay (laughs) (laughs) you ain't first you're last yeah Mm -hmm. i play it to sabotage as many people as i can there's no other reason (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. which brings up the uh you know the topic for our next episode on saboteur no i'm just kidding Mm -hmm. um but that is a game, so yeah, we might might cover that. That game was actually banned in our friend's home because of the number of uh, <laughs> quarrels it started. I believe. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was there for the uh, on the infamous night of the banning. Um, it was rough. It was a war zone. Like World War Three in there. Yeah. Well, all right, everybody. Uh, again, this is uh, you know this has been a very special episode of How to Beat Your Kids at Board Games, uh, Family Game Night Edition. Uh, I'm John. Dan. And, uh, and you guys are? Suze. And Brett. And Taylor. And yeah, <laughs> this has been How to Be Your Kids at Board Games. We we'll will see, see you next time. time. H-B-Y-K-B-J-A, what is it? Z- H-T-A-Z-B-Y-K-A-B-G. What he said. At gmail.com. <laughs> Email All right. if you have questions or ridicules. Thanks a lot. <laughs> see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of How to Beat Your Kids at Board Games. We hope you enjoyed it and that you learned something, because we always do. If you like our show, please tell your friends, and be sure to rate or review us wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by typing our acronym, H-T-B-Y-K-A-B-G, in the search bar. Again, that's H-T-B-Y-K-A-B-G. If you have questions, comments, feedback, or suggestions for games you'd like us to cover, we'd love to hear from you please email us at htbykabg at gmail.com or message us on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.